Lord, we thank you so much for inviting us to such a wonderful feast. Thank you because as we sit, Lord, around your table, we confess what a feast you have prepared for us. And we attend, Lord, and we do that with joyful hearts. We thank you because your love is forever the same. And now, Lord, as we have this wonderful opportunity to meditate on your word, we pray, Lord, would you bless this time? Even as we read your word, would you speak to our hearts? And as we together meditate at your feet on your word, would you, Lord, uh, speak what you want to speak this morning? So we entrust this time into your hands. And we confess that we, we are grateful, Lord, for that provision that you have made in your Holy Spirit, even for this time. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. So I want to read some verses from the Old Testament with you. In the book of Exodus. And later some from the New Testament. But we'll start from Exodus chapter 15. Let's read starting from verse 17. You will bring them and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, the place, O Lord, which you have made for your dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. And then in verse 22, through the end of the Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, it was named Mara. Verse 24, So the people grumbled at Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Then he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, and he threw it into the waters, and the waters became sweet. There he made for them a statute and regula- regulation, and there he tested them. Verse 26, And he, the Lord, said, If you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on on you which I have put on the Egyptians. For I, the Lord, am your healer. And they came to Elim, where there were twelve, twelve springs, of water and seventy day palms, and they camp there beside the waters. 又说你若留意听耶和华你神的话又行我眼中看为正的事留心听我的诫命所我一切的律例我就不将所加与埃及人的疾病加在你身上因为我耶和华是医治你的他们到了以灵在那里有十二谷水泉七十颗棕树他们
they say 22? No, it's 21, I'm sorry. Chapter 21, uh, Let's read starting from verse 1. Now, these are the ordinances which you are to set before them. If you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve for six years, but on the seventh he shall go out as a free man without payment. And now in verse 5 of the same chapter. But if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out as a free man. Then his master shall bring him to God, then he shall bring him to the door or the doorpost, and his master shall pierce his ear with an awl, and he shall serve him permanently. 他的主人就要带他到审判官那里，呃，又要带他们，他又要带他到门前，靠着门框，用锤子扇他的耳朵，啊，他就永远服侍主人。Now in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews，那我们再翻到新约希伯来书。Chapter 3, let's read verses 7 and 8. Therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts, as when they provoke me, as in the day of trial in the wilderness. And finally, in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, and we want to read the last verse of this chapter, verse 22. These are words from our Lord Jesus addressing the church in Laodicea, but in fact, the same words are repeated to the seven churches in chapters 2 and 3. So seven times our Lord says these words. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Well, brothers and sisters, I would like to just share with you some meditations of my heart that are somehow related to the theme that we have been considering lately. Uh, I just want to give you the context of the first passage that we read and then try to explain why am I reading these things. In chapter 15 of Exodus, we read the two last verses of the so-called Song of Moses. And just to refresh your memory, uh, this song, they sang, the, Moses and the children of Israel, they sang this song after they have been delivered from Egypt. So you remember, they were slaves in Egypt for many, many years. They were serving Pharaoh and making bricks, not much of a life. And the Lord, He sent all those plagues to deliver them. And finally, when the Lord sent the tenth plague, which was he was about to smite or to struck all the firstborn in, in Egypt. And the Lord surely did that. But he provided a salvation for the children of Israel. They applied the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost and the lintel of the doors. 放在门门框上, 
And because of the blood of the Lamb, when the Lord came and He did His, He stroked, He smitten all the all the firstborns, He spared the children of Israel. 那当他看到这门面门框上有血的时候，这羔羊的血的时候，他就跳跃过去，然后就啊、uh, 就就能够保留住这些以色列以色列的仇生的。And it was at that point that Pharaoh, that so far had been intransigent, and said, "No, you're not going." At that point, he finally said, "You go." 那法老一直都是硬着景象，不想不愿意放他们，但是一直到那个时候，到第十个灾的时候，他就终于释放他们了。But you remember that shortly after he let them go. He somehow he and his officials they changed their mind. 那我们也记得，就是在他放他们之后，过过一段时间他就后悔了。And they said, "What are we doing? We're letting Israel go, and they're not going to serve us anymore." No, no, no. We're changing our minds. Let's go and get them. 他说我们在做什么呢？我们怎么放能够放过他们？他们不再侍奉我们，所以我们去抓他们吧。And at that point, the children of Israel were already on their way out of Egypt, but then they found that they were trapped, quote unquote, between the Red Sea on one side. And the Egyptian mighty army on their back. So Israelite people were trapped. The children of Israel passed on, on dry, as on dry land. So Israelite people, they passed through the sea like they passed through the Egyptian army. They also tried to do the same, but the sea came back on them, and they were totally destroyed. The Egyptian army also tried to do the same, but the sea came back on them, and they were totally destroyed. The Egyptian army also tried to do the same, but the sea came back on them, and they were Sound and safe on the other side of the sea is when Moses he sang that song. When the Israelite people came to the other side of the sea, that was when Moses sang that song. It's a wonderful song of praise to the Lord for His deliverance. This is a wonderful song of praise to the Lord for His deliverance. This is a wonderful song of praise to the Lord. And they find themselves totally safe from the enemy on the other side, on the other shore of the Red Sea. 那一个是释放的一首诗。那这些做为奴的这么多年，他们到了海的另外，到红海的另外一边，他们就得着释放。And that's the context of the song of Moses. 这就是摩西的诗的这个上下文。But we just read two verses at the end of that song. 但是我们在这首诗的呃末了，我们也读了两节的经节。And that's that's really what I would like to share with you. And I don't know if you notice, but those two verses they are really amazing in a sense. 我不知道你们有没有注意到，但是呃，这个这这两节是非常的呃令人惊奇的。Because those two verses they are not they are not praising the Lord as much for His redemption as the rest of the song is. 那这两节不是一直在赞美神，一直在赞美神拯救了他们。But these verses reveal. That that wonderful redemption that the Lord had done for Israel had a purpose. 那启示说这个救赎是有一个目的的。Redemption was not an end in itself. 那这个救赎在它本身自己身上不是一个结束。As wonderful and mighty as that salvation was, with the blood of the Lamb and with the deliverance from the army of Egypt, that was not an end in itself. 那这个救赎虽然说是非常的美好，虽然说他们啊、呃、有这个脱离了这逾越节的这个屠杀，还有越过了红海，但是这个不是一切的这个结束。And we see again, if you turn with me again, that in those two verses, somehow Moses by the Holy Spirit is stating that there is a purpose behind that redemption. 那摩西在这边很清楚的说，在这个救赎的背后啊、呃、是有一个目的的。And what is that purpose? Let's read again the verse. 这个目的究竟是什么呢？请我们来读一下。So this is a prayer or a praise to the Lord, and Moses is saying, "You." He's addressing the Lord, verse 17. Exodus 15, verse 17. 那第十七节的时候，他就讲到说，主啊。So addressing the Lord, Moses says, "You will bring them." And then here is the people of Israel, the redeemed people. You will bring them and plant them in the mountain 
of your inheritance. The place, O Lord, which you have made for your dwelling. The sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. You see, this is the first aspect or the first side of that purpose. The Lord saved and redeemed that people to take them to the place of His habitation. Redemption is just the first step in that process. But God's final intention with His people, with His redeemed people, was to dwell in their midst. And later in the book of Exodus, of course, we have all those details about the construction of the tabernacle. It's probably the largest section of the whole book of Exodus. And in that tabernacle, God would dwell with His people. But that's just half of the purpose. How about the other half? Uh, Verse 18. The Lord shall reign forever and a kingdom of priests. 换句话说, 他们就成为, uh, well, I hope you can see here where I'm getting at because I'm trying to make a connection with the themes that we have been considering lately. So as you know, for the last couple of months, uh, on the Lord's Day, we have been considering this matter of the kingdom, his kingdom and his righteousness. And more recently, we had such a wonderful conference, so encouraging. The way of the church. And of course, we know that the church is nothing but the Lord's house. His habitation, his dwelling place. So we see in this wonderful song of Moses, after the people is redeemed, you see that even in type in the Old Testament, we have a statement of the Lord's purpose and intention for his people. So we see that in the Old Testament, we can see that we can see that we can On the one hand, he wants to abide, to dwell among his people. On the other, he is to have a kingdom. His kingdom is to be established in the midst of his people. And that's the real purpose behind redemption. Well, after reading these verses, of course, we read through the, the end of the chapter. And, and actually, the, the story we read is the story of the children of Israel at the place called Mara. So as I was reading and considering on, on what to share, and after, actually even before considering what to share, I was just meditating on what we have received in the last conference. This story of Mara, Mara really came to my mind, to my memory. Because it seems that there is something very important behind the story. As a matter of fact, this is the first, let's put it this, in this way. As soon as the people of Israel start their journey 
after redemption, this is the first incident, the first episode that is happening in their journey towards the Lord's purpose. 那这个以色列的百姓都是释放之后，朝向啊神的旨意里面的时候，这是他们所发生的第一个事件。And you know, very often in the Bible, those first things they have something very important, important keys that allows us to understand what is coming after death.那我们读圣经的时候，经常发现到很多个第一都是有许多的这个观念，许多的钥匙让我们能明白我们所往前的道路是如何。and I strongly feel that in this case, surely there is no exception. There is something very, very important in this very first story or first event in the in the journey of Israel towards Canaan. That in a sense is almost like a key to the whole journey. I don't know if you notice, but there is an interesting expression in the middle of the story, which is the end of verse 25. When it says, after the, after the Lord showed Moses the tree that was thrown into the water and turned the bitter water into sweet water, it says, there again, the, the end of verse 25, chapter 15, there he, the Lord, made for them a statute and a regulation, and there he tested them. See, those that are kind of, that understand Hebrew, certainly not my case. But scholars of Hebrew, they tell us that these word statutes could be better translated as a principle. And that would be to say that behind this story, the Lord is given Israel a principle. There is an important principle behind the story that will somehow will be, be applicable throughout all the journey. And I would like to kind of quickly go through that. You know, it's the story is so it's so wonderful in a sense. Because it's kind of it would be a little bit surprising that after such wonderful triumph, after such redemption, such salvation, shortly after that. The people realize, well, we still have a big problem, don't we? So the very simple story is, as, as soon as they start their journey, as soon as they start that march, three days after that, they don't have water to drink. And when they get to a place that has water, the water is bitter. And they begin to murmur. I hope you see that there is a problem here. And the problem now has nothing to do with Egypt. Egypt is past. They were totally delivered from Egypt. But the problem here is something in themselves. Actually, it's kind of interesting. I cannot help but feel that the bitter waters in Mara, they just kind of are a picture of the people themselves. The people of Israel, somehow, they are bitter. And once they have a little opportunity, let's put it that way, that bitterness, the bitterness comes out big time. Yes, they were saved by the Lord. Wonderfully saved. But it seems that deep inside, there is still something that is a big obstacle. 
There is something that is unhealthy. You cannot drink that. You know, oftentimes in the Bible, water is a picture of life. Oftentimes, of divine life that we receive from the Lord. Remember, he who drinks of the water that will give, that water will become a fountain in him. But sometimes it's a picture of soul life. You remember in the book of James, in chapter 3, uh, James is talking about the tongue. And at a certain point in the chapter, he says, Can the same fount gush forth sweet and bitter water? See the picture? It's like our, our mouth is just a fountain, but the life that comes from that fountain is the water that is gushing forth. And oftentimes, there is some sweet water, thank the Lord for that. Actually, if we are His people, the sweetness of His life is there. But the problem is that oftentimes there is something else that comes together. It's something bitter. And of course, that's simply a picture of our soul life. Isn't it true that after we are saved, we experience such a wonderful Assurance deep in our spirits that we belong to the Lord. Our sins were forgiven. We are eternally secure when it comes to salvation. But it's just a matter of fact, if we want to be honest. It's just a matter of time. As soon as we start our journey, we realize that there is something in our soul that is um, not quite right. Let's put it mildly. We realize that our will is oftentimes so stubborn. We cannot submit to the will of God. Oftentimes our minds are out of control. Our mentality is the same mentality of the world. Yes, we are safe, that's clear. But yet, our way of living, if we can use that expression, is still something that has something of the bitterness of the world in it. Our emotions. Oftentimes, we love the things that the Lord doesn't love, and we cannot love the things that He wants us to love. Sooner or later, I feel that every child of God goes through that experience of realizing there is still something wrong. Not in the realm of the Spirit, not in the realm of that eternal salvation that the Lord accomplished, but something still in the realm of our soul, of our self-life, that still is bitter. And of course, in the story, when, the, when Moses he prayed to the Lord, the Lord showed him something that would take care of the problem. How can that bitter water, unhealthy water, become something healthy, something that you can drink? Well, 
the Lord showed Moses a tree. And Moses took the tree and threw the tree in the water. And the water became sweet. The water, the unhealthy, undrinkable water, now became something healthy, drinkable, sweet. And of course, I think it should be very clear that when it comes to types in the Bible, the tree always speaks about the cross of the Lord Jesus. The tree speaks about the cross. Peter says that our Lord, he bore on his body on the tree our sins. I know some translations sort of obscured that fact. Uh, my own translation in Portuguese doesn't make it that clear. And I'm not sure what is your translation. But the original word there in chapter 2 of Peter, 1 Peter, is that the Lord bore on the tree. That is the cross. He bore on that tree our sins. Actually, that's what a cross was in those days. It was just a tree. Just the, the, you know, we all have those kind of uh, mental pictures because of, of movies and all that, that a cross was something like really a cross that they will carry. And that's not the case. The, car, the cross that they carried was just the beam of the cross. And on the place of crucifixion, there would be already a tree, a tree that was tricked down, but it was right there, like the stem of the trunk of the tree would be right there in place. So, of course, now we understand when Peter says that our Lord bore his body on the tree, our sins, he's talking of his crucifixion. But, of course, in this, in this particular event, I really feel that the emphasis is not as much on the cross of the Lord Jesus, where he suffered for our redemption. But here the emphasis is on the cross that he prepares for us to carry. How can our bitter life how can the bitter waters of our life made healthy and drinkable and healed? If anyone wants to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow. See, brothers and sisters, as soon as we take up the cross that he prepared for us, and so to speak, we throw that tree into the waters, something happens. Something that is counterintuitive happens. We oftentimes think that if we take up the cross, that's, that means that's it. That's our end. We're going to be miserable. We're going to suffer. That's our mentality. But the truth of the matter, and I, I, I'm sure that anyone, that any have taken the cross can testify that to you. The truth of the matter is that when we take up his cross, Rather than being bitter, than becoming even more miserable, something divine happens 
that makes our lives sweet, not bitter. 那当我们背起这十字架上的时候，十字架的时候，我们不会变得，我们如果有经历的话，我们知道，我们不会变得越来越苦或生活越来越不好。我们会觉得好像有一种改变，好像会事情就越来越好了。The cross that the Lord prepared for us to carry is indeed what is going to bring health to our soul life. 那这个十字架乃是会为着我们这个魂的生命。Isn't it wonderful that at the end of the story, the Lord He says, "I am." At the, ver, at the end of verse 26, there is this little phrase, "I, the Lord, am your healer." 那我们觉得很有趣，特别在二十六节的末了，他说到，因我因为我耶和华是医治你的。Do you see the picture? 我们看到这幅图画吗 ？The Lord will prepare for us our circumstances, our environment, our cross, our cross. Not his cross, and when. 我们的主会为我们预备预备这个环境，我们所有的十字架，他为我们预备了。And when we accept that cross, when we throw that tree on the water, our lives, our soul life, is healed. 当我们接受这个十字架的时候，当这将这树丢在这水里的时候，我们的魂的生命就得着医治了。To your surprise, you do not become more miserable because you take up his cross. 令你惊奇的是，当你背起十字架的时候，啊，你的生活没有变得更糟。Somehow, something divine that we cannot explain happens that makes our lives sweeter and not more bitter. 我们就发现到啊，有一件事情发生了，我们的生活反而就转向更好。And there you have the principle for the whole journey. 那我们在这边就看到我们这旅途的这个原则，我们就能够看到。There you have what the Lord is saying. There He made for them a statute. 那我们在这边就看到耶和华在那里为他们定了律例。This story contains a vital principle that is about to govern all the journey in the wilderness. 那在这里我们看到有一个很重要的一个原则，乃是会带领他们走过这个旷野。If we learn this principle, there you have a key for the journey ahead. 如果我们好好学这个原则的话，我们就抓住这把钥匙，我们能够往前行。And brothers and sisters, let's put it very frankly. Learning this principle makes the difference between we entering into His purpose in an experiential way or not. 那我们知道这个原则很重要，就是我们如果能抓住的话，我们能够就知道我们能够是否能够在我们的心里面能够进入它的里面。Let's not forget, this is the beginning of the journey. That, as Moses says at the end of his of his song, is for the Lord to have His habitation, for the Lord to establish His kingdom. 那这个旅途只是一个旅途的开始，因为他耶和华要设立他的居所，并且他要设立他的国。And here we have a very practical principle that is somehow like a key for that to become a fact, real in our experience. 那我们就看到在这边一个很重要的一个原则。Well, but there is another thing that I want to bring to your attention in this story. 那在这这个故事里面，我还有另另外一件事情想要啊，想要你注意一下，特别留意一下的。That I feel that is a very, very important little ingredient that has to be there for all this to work, quote unquote. 那要这一切的事情能够呃发生的话，那里面有一个有一个元素。Let's read again the beginning of verse 26. 那我们读二十六节的前面。Here the Lord is speaking, and somehow He is explaining what happened. 我们的主在这边说话，他并且解释所发生的事情。And here we have that ingredient. 那我们就发现到这一点在这里。And He, the Lord, said, "If you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in His sight." And give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on on you which I have put on the Egyptians, for I, the Lord, am your healer. 又说，你若留意听耶和华你神的话，又行我眼中看为正的事，留心听我的诫命，守我一切的律例，我就不将所加与埃及人的疾病加在你身上，因为我耶和华是医治你的。If again. If you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord, 你若留意听耶和华女神的话 In other translations, if you hear diligently the voice 
of the Lord. 那有些翻译版本是说到，如果你殷勤的呃听到耶和华的话。And here you have it, an essential part of the principle. 那我们在这边看到啊，这个原则一个很重要的一部分。For this spiritual journey that we are in by the grace of the Lord. 那这个属灵的旅途，我们如果借着神的恩典能够行走的话。For this journey to take us to the Lord's intended destination, which is His purpose, this ingredient has to be there. 那如果我们要行走这个旅途，啊，那神的旨意能够成全的话，那我们这一点确实要实现。We have to learn by the grace of the Lord to hear diligently His voice. 我们需要主的恩典，我们能够殷勤的听他的话。You see, if if somehow we are not willing to hear, how are we going to possibly see the hand of the Lord behind the circumstances, as we see so clearly here that is part of the whole story? 如果我们不殷勤去听的话，我们怎么样能够看到耶和华的手在这一切的故事的背后呢 ？I feel that this story is telling us that throughout the journey, the Lord is going to be in charge. 我感觉这个故事说到这个整个旅途当中，耶和华会带领他们走一切。That is the principle. 这是最重要的原则。It doesn't matter if we're three days without water. 这不管说你有几天没有水，三天没有水。It doesn't matter if we get to a place and the waters are bitter. Doesn't matter the circumstance. 不管说是你到这个地方的水是苦的，不论这光景是如何。He is in charge. 他是啊掌管一切的。He is carefully preparing, not by accident. Carefully preparing each one of our circumstances. 他很小心的在预备所有一切的情形。He carefully prepares each one of the crosses that we are supposed to take. 他在那边很仔细的、小心的。But now, think for a second. If we are not willing to hear to His voice, do you see that there is no possibility for us to see His hand behind the circumstances? So, we carefully listen. If we do not see His hand, we cannot see His hand behind the circumstances. If we do not hear His If we do not listen to the Lord, we will never be able to discern that He is behind the circumstances and accept it from Him. 如果我们不听神的话的话，我们没有办法分辨出是他的手在背后带领我们一切。And at the end of the day, what is in my heart to share this morning? We are almost gone on time, but that's fine. What is really in my heart to share is this aspect, is this ingredient of our journey towards the towards the Lord's purpose. 那我所要分享今天最后我所要分享的这个最重要的这一点，就是我们这边所提到的，就是我们。If you diligently hear, 如果你殷勤的听 ，I am the Lord your healer. 我是耶和华医治你的。He is the healer anyway, of course. 他是医治者，那当然我们很清楚的知道。But we are only going to experience that healing if we are willing to hear His voice. 但是只有我们，如果我们愿意听他的话，他才能够行医治的工作。See, that's Israel's problem right here. They are not hearing the Lord. 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 They are not hearing the Of hearing the Lord was being somehow shared with us. 那我不知道弟兄姐妹们感觉如何，但是我们所参加的最后一次的这个特别聚会，特别是一直讲到说，啊，我们一直反复的听到说要听神的话，听神。Actually, shouldn't be a big surprise. 啊，这个对我们来说应该不是令我们惊奇的一件事情。If indeed the matter of hearing the Lord is this ingredient that leads us. To the journey towards His purpose, to have a habitation, to have His kingdom established, it shouldn't be a big surprise that we heard this matter over and over. 那这应当不是令我们惊奇的，因为我们当我们知道，当我们听主的话的时候，是带领我们进入到这个旅途，乃是能够建立他的居所，还有进入他的国，所以我们会反复的一直在重复这件事情。And I felt really very blessed and challenged when our dear brother Krishi he shared with us on the Church of Antioch. 那我当我们的陈弟兄一同与我们分享安提亚的教会的时候，我实在是心里面相当的感动
Of course, it's such a wonderful sharing. There's so many things going on in that sharing. 那这个分享是何等的奇妙。那我们知道，在他所分享的里面是有许多奇妙的一些事情。But the point that really stuck with me. 那特别吸引我注意的一点。Is that matter of those first disciples in Antioch being called Christians for the first time? 那特别令我令我印象深刻的是，他们第一次被称为基督徒是那些在安提亚的圣徒。And I don't know if you remember the way our brother developed that. 那我不知道你是否记得啊是怎么样我们讲到啊他们怎么会被称为基督徒的。But to me, basically, it boiled down to one thing. 对我来说，很简单的说，就讲到一点。To be a Christian simply means to live by the anointing. 那你要做个基督徒，要成为基督徒的话，你活乃是要在这个高油之下。That's the literal. Meaning of that word, Christian. 那这个是在字面上啊，这个基督徒，这个这个的意思。Christ, the anointed. 耶稣那受膏者。Christians, we were anointed in Him. 那基督徒，我们是在他里面受膏。In the day of Pentecost, that anointed flowed from the head all the way to the 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 the, the ends of the garment. 那这个五旬节的时候，他这个膏油就从头上一直流到啊，这个他们，他们他们的这个所穿刺的衣服的下面，衣襟的下面。And God has anointed each one of His redeemed. 那神就膏用膏抹了他所救赎的所有的人。But the question is, do we live by such anointing? 那问题是，那现在的问题是，我们是否啊？在这个高油之下生活呢 ？Do we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit? 我们是否听从这个圣灵的话呢 ？So our brother reminded us that in the book of Acts you have those two halves of the book. 那我们他就提到就是在使徒行传有这个分成两半。From chapter one to twelve is the first very clear half. 那很清楚的第一章到第十二章是第一半。And Jerusalem somehow is the focal point. And Peter, in a sense, is that main character that the Lord is using mainly. 那耶耶路撒冷是好像是在那边的一个重点。然后啊，这个人物的话是讲到彼得在好像是在那边很重要的一个人物。But from chapter 13 through the end of the book, there is a clear change. 从十三章到末了，到这个使徒行传的末了，我们就发现到一个很大的一个改变。Somehow Antioch becomes that center through where through through which those uh those the evangelistic Effort begins. 那安提亚就变成是所有的，好像是这个福音的工作就从那边开始兴起。And of course, Paul becomes that central character. 那这个重要的里面的这人物就变成保罗。But you remember how all that transition began? 但是我们是否记得当这个是怎么样转换、怎么改变的呢 ？As those saints in Antioch, they served the Lord, they ministered to the Lord. The Holy Spirit said. Separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the word that I'm calling them. 那对安提亚的人，他们说你们要分别出巴拿巴和扫罗，乃是为着我所要做的工作。You see the principle? 我们看到这个原则吗 ？The Holy Spirit speaking and His people listening to His voice. 圣灵在那边说话，那他的百姓听从圣灵的话。Of course, our brother Dane he shared on the book of of Nehemiah. 那当然，我们的 Dana 弟兄分享到这个尼西米记。And I, I feel our dear brother, he he painted such a wonderful picture of the man Nehemiah. 那他讲的这幅图画，特别是讲到尼西米，是非常的讲的非常的清楚。And among the many many wonderful things that spoke to me, there was one that was somehow outstanding. 那他所讲的这么多点，有一点对我来说特别是吸引我的注意。Nehemiah was that vessel that the Lord was to use. For restoring, rebuilding his testimony. 那尼西米乃是那个器皿，耶和华所要使用来恢复他的见证。But isn't it true that one of the main features or main characteristics of this vessel is that he had such a heart that listened to the Lord at every time? 那这个器皿，它的最重要的一点是它总是有一颗心，总是听耶和华的话。At every time in the book. We get that impression that here is a man totally depending on the Lord. 那这边我们看到一个人，他是完全依靠耶和华。At every moment, he's praying to the Lord and saying, "Now what, Lord?" So to speak. 
I feel that's the picture of someone that is hearing to the Lord. Oh, even in the open sharing, uh, our, our brother, sorry brother, I know your sister's Gina's husband. What's his, what's his name? Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Okay, that sounds easier. But 啊，为什么这个我听不到啊？这个主的话呢？ And our brother answered, "Well, it's not that you know, it's not that the Lord is not speaking. The problem, oftentimes, is that we have a lot of static in our ears. Other stuff is in our ears, and we cannot hear him.那那强尼兄回答说，不是我们听不到神的话呢，是当他对我们说话的时候，有许多的杂音，所以我们就听不到他的声音。See, brothers and sisters, I, I feel that one of the key words to me when I read the story of Mara is not just hear the Lord, but if you diligently hear the Lord. See that there is a big difference here? This hearing to the Holy Spirit we are talking about. This listening to the Lord is far from something that we do out of obligation, out of duty. I think a big part of our problem is that we tend to look to these matters as just a matter, okay, what should I do? You know, what's my obligation here? But the picture that we get is quite different. If you diligently hear, are you willing? Do you have a desire to hear the Lord? You know, in our last fellowship group uh, last, last week with the Portuguese saints, Portuguese speaking saints, I was reminded of a story that Brother Lance told us one time. And our brother told us that when he was a kid, his, I think it's his grandma, but don't quote me on that, please. Uh, I think his grandma used to say to him, Okay, Lance, go and you know, clean up your room. And kind of oftentimes, you know, three hours later, here comes a grandma again. Did I tell you to, you know, to go and clean up your room? Of course, the room was as messy as ever. And, and our brother used to, to reply, Oh, I couldn't hear you. I, you know, I, I didn't hear you saying anything. And then he tells us that one day his grandma uh, let's say that it's his grandma, came in a very soft voice and said something like this, Lance, there is apple pie on the kitchen table. Guess how fast it took him to be in the kitchen. Do you see the real matter here? This is the matter, the issue of hearing the Lord. If you diligently hear my voice, are we really willing and desiring to hear what is the direction that He has for us? Of course, this principle applies both individually in our lives and corporately. Do we have this earnest desire 
to hear what how he wants to lead us. 我们是否有这个渴慕，能够听他的话语带领我们呢？ You know, we we read another passage in Acts chapter twenty-one. Which I feel that in a sense it it goes to the key of the of the matter. There is something also very very to me very precious in this passage. This passage is the first commandment. In what is called the Book of the Covenant, which is the law. Of course, chapter twenty is on the Ten Commandments, right? But the Ten Commandments are actually like a sort of prologue to the whole law. And it's very interesting because the very first verse in chapter 21, in my translation reads, "Now these are the ordinances which you are to set before them." And you have three chapters of ordinances, the details. This is like the book of the covenant of the law. Is the book of the covenant. This is 律法所立约的这本书 But isn't it kind of strange that the very first commandment has to do with slaves? 那我们不觉得第一个诫命讲到奴仆好像有点奇怪吗 ？It seems almost like out of place. 我们感觉好像这个好像写错地方了 Of course, it seems it's never out of place. 那我们当然我们感觉是如此，但是它当然。Actually, you could say that this first ordinance, this first commandment about slaves, it sums up the spirit of the law. Because what is the first commandment here? What it says about slaves? It talks about several laws, and at the end it says, but you know, usually if the slave after six years, a Hebrew slave after six years, he should go free. 那这里面讲到说，你如果做个希伯来的奴仆，你过了六年之后，当得着自由。That was the limit for his service, six years. 那这就是所限制他他所服侍的时间，六年。On the seventh year, he was free. 那第七年的时候，他就得着自由。But then on verse five, it says, "But if the slave plainly says, 'I love my master, and my sons or daughters, uh, uh, sorry, my wife and my children, I will not go out.'" As a free man. 倘或奴仆明说，我爱我的主人和我的妻子儿女，不愿意自由出去。See then what will happen? 那会发生什么事情呢 ？The master would take that slave to the doorpost, a door. 他就带他靠到门框。And he would pierce his ear. 那他就会钉他的这个耳朵。And according to some Jewish traditions, he would put like a sort of ear, a, a, a earring on his ear. And that was a sign that that slave, out of his free will, he wanted to serve his master for his whole life. 那就是在那时候，凭着他的自由意志，他选择他要侍奉他的主人，一一他这一辈子要侍奉他的主人。Now this is the very first commandment on this book of the law. 那就是在这个律法的书里面的第一个典章。And a very interesting thing is that again. Sometimes you know our intuition goes the wrong way. 那有的时候，呃，我们会往另外一个方向去走。We could say, well, if he's a slave, you know, he should have a, a ring in his finger, you know, because you know hands are to serve. That's what a slave does, isn't it? 有的时候我们想说是，他如果是做奴仆的话，那他应该是有个戒指戴在手上，因为他是要做事的，是吗 ？Or let's put something on his feet, you know, those little kind of necklace on the on the ankles. Bracelet. Bracelet. <laughs> 我们把这个好像是放在这个脚踝的这个一个一个链子吗 ？Because、uh, you know a servant is supposed to go wherever the, the master takes him or wants him to go. 因为这个奴仆乃是要呃走向这个他的这个主人要叫他往所所去的地方。But isn't wonderful that here the the piercing is in the ear? 
那么是否觉得有趣就是他这个穿这个所挖的这个洞是穿在耳朵上 Can we see that in the Lord's eyes when it comes to serving Him what really really matters is do we listen to Him 那我们发现到这个将我们讲到十奉我们的主的时候我们会问我这个问题说我们是否听了他的话呢 If we not hear the Lord even if our hands are very skillful is of no use for the Lord.如果我们不听到主的话的话，这个对呃主来说是没有用的。Even if our feet are very quick to move, whatever you know, if we don't hear, is useless.即使我们的脚动作很快，如果我们听不到的话，这是没有用处的。And we, I know that this matter of hearing the Lord, of submitting a hundred percent our lives to His direction, is something that may be afraid, you know, struck a string of of fear in all of us. We may think, what will happen to me if I submit to everything, if I'm a slave to the Lord? I feel that something very precious in this whole picture is that the place where the slave is being is having his ear pierced. The slave is being taken to the doorpost, and there is where his ear is being pierced. But of course, this is not the first time in the book of Exodus that the doorpost is mentioned, isn't it? Of course, the doorpost is also the place where the blood of the Lamb was applied. And I feel that here you have the key of it. For us to consecrate our years 100% to the Lord, for us to submit to Him, to obey Him in everything, we need to see the one that has all His blood was shed for us and applied even in the doorposts of our lives. When we see that the Lamb of God, the Son of God, He died for us on that cross, we will be, we will be exactly like that servant. As we see His love for us, we will say, I love my Master. I want to serve Him forever. I feel there is no other way, brothers and sisters, for us to, in a, in a way that really pleases the Lord, to give our years and our whole lives, of course, to Him. But when we see how much He has loved us, what else can we do but to give our, our, our all to Him? Even to say, I love my master, I want to serve him all my days. And when that happens, what the Lord is going to train, to educate, above everything else, is going to be our hearing of him. I feel it's so wonderful, brothers and sisters, that when it comes to this matter, to this journey towards the Lord's purpose, I'm reminded of the parting words of the Lord with His disciples in John chapter 14 through 16.: Isn't it wonderful that when the Lord is about to leave, He says, "I will not leave you orphan." But the Holy Spirit will teach you everything. Oh, how wonderful our Lord is. He not just saved us and redeemed us and just said, okay, you're on your own. Try your best to, to please God. Any of us would have a chance if that was the basis of the deal. No, he says, I will not leave you orphans. The Holy Spirit came to dwell in our hearts. 
so the question always come back, comes back to us. Are we willing, are we really diligently giving ears to that divine person that came to dwell in us, even the Holy Spirit? I feel, brothers and sisters, that this, in a sense, as was shared with us, is such a big part in the way of the church. It's something very interesting to me that when the Lord Jesus addresses the seven churches in, in the book of Revelation, at the end you have that formula, that phrase. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The Lord is addressing the churches that that particular phrase is to the individual. It's not let them who have an ear, it's let him, an individual, you and me. Because in this matter of the way of the church, none of us will be able to hide behind the multitude and just go, you know, everybody's going, okay, I'll be right in, in their midst, I'll, I'll go together, right? No, in spiritual matters, there is always an individual response to the Lord. And then somehow, we realize that we are together with many others that have also responded to Him, that are also responding on their daily lives, and we can walk together before the Lord. So may the Lord be gracious and merciful to each one of us. May He encourage us to even to offer ourselves to listen to His voice. We can have some prayers as the Lord needs.